Good afternoon, Rich Nass, Executive Vice President with Open Systems Media and leader of the Embedded Computing Design franchise here for Embedded Executive. This week, my Embedded Executive is Paul Beckman. He is the CEO and founder of DSP Concepts, and he is actually a repeat guest, so he must have done a good job because they don't usually let people back on. How you doing, Paul? I'm doing fine. How are you, Rich? Very good. Thank you very much. So, um, I don't know if I said this to you, but I've definitely said it publicly. Uh, your technology is pretty cool. And you were involved in one of the coolest demos I've ever seen. And I, I probably told you this story. Um, we were in your demo suite at CES, and this was, I'm gonna say three, four years ago. And um, your technology was running on, um, a device, I don't remember which device it was, to be honest with you, I don't even know if that, how relevant that is, but a, a device that is um, voice enabled. And in the room, we turned up the volume of a stereo with music to the point where we couldn't have a conversation. Um, and it was, you know, how I used to listen to music back when I was in high school. And I said the wake word for that device and it heard me every time. And I was blown away by that. Um, so I just thought I'd share that little story with you. Mm -hmm. um, so with that said, that was three years ago. What have you done for me lately? What, what's <laughs> the latest in, in audio technology? Yeah, so a lot of interesting stuff happening in audio. And three, four years ago, it was driven by like, you know, uh, smart assistants, voice assistants and so forth. So, you know, those are continuing to be integrated into different areas. Uh, right now, there's a lot of interest in voice communication you know this whole COVID thing got people isolated so they're looking for ways where it's easier to communicate and do it in a kind of a more seamless way what does that mean that is you make it easier for me to communicate with my kids i don't know if they'll listen <laughs> <laughs> it's like different things <laughs> but you know it's usually easier when you describe it in terms of the problems people had okay if you ask somebody what's your best voice conferencing uh, experience you had. What they'll usually do is turn it around and say, you know, all the problems I had, okay? There were like 10 people on the call. You know, I couldn't hear somebody. Somebody was like far away from the microphone. Somebody was like too loud. I had to keep adjusting the volume levels. Another person had noise in the background, so we had to mute them. They were in their car and so forth, okay? Or other things where like somebody dominates the conversation and nobody else can get a word in. And these are just like known limitations of existing conferencing systems. You got so me with that last one because I that's me because I'm from New Jersey and I tend to interrupt people and attempt to dominate the conversation. So you're going to cut me off. Is that what you're telling me? Well, hopefully one day it'll be much more less intrusive to cut people off. <laughs> OK, very good. Um, you brought up one that I, I like to follow up on, the automobile. Um, it's a tough environment because there's a, there's a lot of other stuff going on in the background. Um, will that ever get to the point where it sounds like I'm, I'm in a quiet office? Yeah. Yep. So and what uh, has to happen? Yeah. A lot of that's driven by new kind of machine learning advancements in audio. And you know, I would say there's like this renaissance in audio technologies driven by machine learning. And so it's going to solve all a lot of the things we've struggled with for years. Okay, 
often somebody calls and you know right away they're in a car. Mm-hmm. So you hear the road noise, you hear blinkers and things like that. And it's gotten progressively better. But with machine learning, it's going to go up a huge level. And you're not going to be able to tell they're in a car anymore. Okay, but for me, for me, machine learning is, is something that's more adaptive. Do you need to be adaptive in the car? Because it's pretty much the same noise all the time. Well, there's still uh, a whole bunch of different noises. And traditional noise removal al- algorithms are good at like stationary noise. Like get rid of the fan noise or maybe continuous engine noise or road noise. Where they're really horrible at is like, you know, an ambulance drives by or you have the blinkers, okay? Or the one I hate is like, you hear the backup beeper that goes right through. And so these are the things that are gonna make the experience even better. Well, what happens when you, when you get the OEM and says, yeah, but I don't wanna put the extra, whatever it is, $5 in, into my car. It isn't worth it. They could live with that noise. What's the solution there? You know, there's there's other, kind of integration things where, hey, let's run the algorithms on an existing processor you have in your system. So you don't have to add a new chip there. So uh, the whole centralized compute domain controllers uh, is also where audio is headed as well in in, uh, cars. So can your algorithms run on existing processors? I mean, I, I was under the impression it was pretty compute heavy. Well, if you look at the new SOCs, they're all multi-core. Okay, so we can't get the individual cores to run any faster. So we'll put a lot more on there. Mm-hmm. So we've seen four to eight ARM cores, you know, high-end Cortex A cores, multiple DSPs. Um, you know, look at Samsung Exynos. They have like, you know, multiple hi-fi DSPs on there. P- pretty amazing what you can do. Okay, so we've talked about consumer and automotive. Is that what you think is a sweet spot for um audio enhancements the the final area where the, you're going to see innovation in the next two or three years is your kind of in-ear wearable products and what's happened is you know to date you've been limited by processor capabilities power consumption mm-hmm. okay and so this year this coming out from multiple kind of soc vendors uh chips aimed specifically at the at your ear multi-core, high-end DSPs, integrated machine learning acceleration. And so that's that's kind of where we're investing now, is to be able to enable solutions in your ear. When you said we, are you referring to the industry in general or, or your company? Well, what we're doing is uh, kind of putting together solutions. So we're supplying some of the IP, and then we're also working with partners to supply pieces as well. So putting together complete kind of solutions for uh, uh, for our customers with all that, the audio processing that's needed. Okay. Is that the most difficult, what's what's the noun I'm looking for? The most difficult place and environment to be inside somebody's ear because of the size restriction? Yeah, yeah. And we always joke, we say that once somebody finishes an earbud development, they hate their SOC supplier. <laughs> Because it's it's like such a bad experience getting all the software together and getting it integrated and especially debugged. So everybody struggles with it. And so, uh, you know, we're hoping to change that 
to, you know, to think about debugging system level issues from the beginning. I right, go a little more into that. What are some things you can do to change that experience for the developer? Yeah. So part of it is, you know, how much of it can you do um, just directly on the PC? You know, can you do a bunch of the pre-development on the PC? And then really save the final development for the system level debugging that's going on in your ear. And then also putting in hooks for, uh, uh, you know, being able to debug issues and catch issues mm -hmm. in, in the product. And that's really one of the challenges with the uh, earbuds is normally the approach to debug is you've got to open the plastics, stick wires in, and then pull signals out of it. Mm -hmm. At that point, it changes the whole experience. The acoustics are different. Okay. So we're essentially leveraging the Bluetooth capabilities to say, look, we want this thing fully tunable and configurable through the RF interface. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, where do you come in with the power efficiency? I would think that you're a power user, not a power saver. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fundamentally, the uh, people want to put more and more technology into these into these products. So we essentially provide detailed profiling capabilities. So at least we'll tell you where the power is being used. And often, once you see where it's used, you can make the decision of, hey, you know, I don't need to run this during a voice call, or I don't need to run this when I'm listening to music. So it allows, allows you to really give visibility, and then you can make the decisions. Okay, very cool stuff. And where are we today? I think we're some of the stuff we're talking about is a little bit out in the future. Where are we today with the technology and, and the products? Mm -hmm. So, yes, so there's still, like I said, this year the new chips are coming out. And so I think end of this year, early next year is when you're going to see a bunch of these innovative products uh, coming out. So that so, means I have to go to CES next year? Yep. Yep. I hope other people go too. <laughs> yeah. I did get a pass this year for, you know, for not the best of reasons, but I did get a pass this year. Mm -hmm. Very good. Well, thank you, Paul. Uh, this, this stuff is really cool. I, I, I love having these conversations. Yep. Always a pleasure speaking with you, Rich. That was Paul Beckman. He is the CEO and founder of DSP Concepts, and I am Rich Nass with Open Systems Media.